Alright, so, um, the new, uh, new praise and worship song out. Worship and praise. Worship, worship and <laughs> we actually had a, a nice little conversation before the episode of uh how do we as 30 something homeschool parents how do we pronounce the name of this song <laughs> we'll, so we'll have i have to do the least offensive version i think we just settled on a wap wap yeah so have you read the full lyrics yet I yeah, I listened to it oh, okay. like a, I listened to a, a lyric video before okay. we did this episode. Okay, I should have done that. A, I just read them. Ex- extremely uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we are opening with this uh, is because um, every once in a while I will torture my sweet wife by uh, just letting her know what's going on in pop culture. Of which she stays mostly uh, ambivalent and Uh just disconnected from. Right. Like with the Falwell yacht, like she had no idea what was going on. So I had to explain that to her. She was mortified. (laughs) And uh, so I I tried to explain to her like what this song was that's very popular right now. WAP. And I said, the W-A-P stands for... (laughs) stands for something really you know uh, it's it's quite inappropriate but before i tell you what it's like can you just like guess what do you think it stands for and uh one of our kids was nearby and so she didn't want to say it out loud but she was like uh does it mean um, i was like you you thought of something you thought of something right there what what are you thinking like what do you think the wap stands for She leans in and she says, Does it stand for whack a penis? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Game at your local Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> whack a mole. Like, like, no. No, it does not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, that's not a bad guess. Well, she also made like a hand motion, oh, nice. which I would <laughs> I would describe as uh, swatting at a a persistent fly. <laughs> one, of, one of those. Okay. Okay. So, uh, when I told her what it actually did stand for, she was uh, appropriately terrified <laughs> and uh resolved to uh stay away from pop culture even longer next time <laughs> uh, i still need to actually listen to it it's pretty special i actually I found it. out about it before danny did though so we were in bed and <laughs> i'm like have you heard about this song and i i was like have you seen it wet ass pussy and he's like excuse me <laughs> He was like half listening to me scrolling on his phone, you know. So then I'm <laughs> pillow talk. He, he didn't. He didn't slip into the Joker for a second, did he? <laughs> no, he did not. Oh. Um. 
So yeah, um, I don't really know where that came from, but uh, <laughs> you know, all John Christ uh, whacking off jokes aside, that's um, doesn't sound doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> so alright that behind us let's talk just for a second uh, and say hello to our patrons we got a new patron in Uh, welcome to Darren hey Darren Darren thanks for signing up to support the show Um, got in just in time to hear uh, a Patreon only segment of Would You Rathers that Casey wrote for us and we recorded just before this episode so typically the patreon goes out uh a little bit sooner than the episode does because it takes less time to edit Mm -hmm. and and push push that out so that'll be that's probably out already yeah all right other news uh need to got a really good comment from she's not new baby laura anymore i think we just have to call her ohio laura now yeah we got canada laura and ohio laura yeah uh so in the previous episode we were talking about or i was talking about um people in the bible who pulled a purity card mm-hmm. uh, and, and i was trying to think of anyone else who ever pulled men. a purity yeah 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 men uh and i said well i think joseph is the only one that i can think of right now that actually said no i, I, I don't want to have sex mm-hmm. um and then ohio laura dm me and said my husband said to tell you, <laughs> don't forget about Uriah the Hittite. Yes. And I was like, of course, of course, Uriah. Who I don't remember when ref- or why that happened. Do you? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, David, after he knocked out Bathsheba, um, realized she was pregnant and sent for Uriah. He brought Uriah home, but why didn't he want to do it? Uh, he was Uriah tired slept- from war. Well, I think he's, I forget how it says it exactly, but like he slept at the city gates or something. Like he refused to come home because he said, as long as my men are out there in the field, right. I can't. So Yes, now I remember. Uh, he he was, he was, would have felt guilty if he went yeah, home also, and got some. Also, also tired from uh, constructing bathtubs on the roof <laughs> so he could parade his naked wife around. Um Basically, his full-time job was setting up honey traps Stop. for neighboring Stop. men. Um, <laughs> surprised he didn't install a pole on his Not roof. Not even remotely funny. <laughs> to quote one of your replies, tweet replies from this week. I feel like anytime you tweet a specific reference to a Bible story involving sex, somebody gets really upset. Like, what was it recently? It was that one, which was David and Bathsheba, but then you also had tweeted about Joseph and Potiphar's wife, and someone was like, sounds like sexual assault to me. Just, people get people get <laughs> really upset about these tweets. So, yeah. To recap. Not even my... remotely funny. To recap, my avatar is a giraffe. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right. That's all for housekeeping. Okay. 
So, what are we talking about next? <laughs> You're waiting on me. <laughs> I am. Step by step. I am. Yeah, let's talk okay, about step by step. Okay, so as we were getting ready for uh, our, which is going to be our segment after this, we were talking about um, Frank Lambert from Step by Step. And you were like, you have to know I watched this one episode on like regularly. So you sent me a couple episodes and I watched them both on Hulu last night. So the first one was uh, the one where Dana wants to go see one of her favorite musicians at a bar. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, I mean, can I just interrupt you like throughout this whole thing? Yes. Like, is that fine? By the way. What the frick? Like, what did, why are you going to see like a folk singer in the most dangerous biker bar in America? <laughs> well, like, what's this guy okay, doing? So, I think that da- based on the episode, I don't think she understood what she was getting into. When she got there, she seemed a little bit thrown off. So, anyways. Um, but it was like James Taylor. It was like James Taylor play- <laughs> <laughs> playing <laughs> playing yacht rock in this. In a biker bar. Yes, and a biker bar. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so Carol gives her permission, and then Frank's like, actually, she she shouldn't go there. It's really dangerous. So then she tells her she can't go, but she sneaks out. And then Cody finds out she's there, and he's going to go, like, help her. And then Frank finds out that she's there, and he shows up, too. And Cody and Frank, like, beat up the guys in the bar that are trying to basically assault Dana. <laughs> And, I mean, it was something. It was, like, is this a TJF episode or is this a miniature John Wick movie? Like, the choreographed fight scene. It was was incredible. Did you like the Cody line? Maybe Cody's best line in the entire series. (laughs) When he said, Oh, I sense danger. something i just like this whole idea that he doesn't even know how he knows how to fight like that (laughs) where did i learn that (laughs) uh it was it was something so to recap cody is a 30 year old man Uh playing playing an 18 year old man Mm -hmm. who is a surfer guy surfer dude in wisconsin (laughs) who knows kung fu (laughs) yes Correct. Got it. <laughs> I don't know if he came off so much as a surfer, just like a male airhead. <laughs> just like, I don't know. Maybe. He says dude a lot, so yeah, I guess. He does say dude a like, lot. A lot. And cha. Cha. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so hey, but like, how go- how gorgeous is he though? Like, he is perfect in every scene. Like, his hair, his clothes, everything is perfect in every scene. Uh, out of out of the characters on the show, he's definitely one of the more attractive, like just classically attractive. The other the mm-hmm. other ones are struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we talk about the next episode, you sent me to watch the. I haven't seen an episode of Step by Step in, I don't know, 30 years? How, how, I mean, 25 years. Mm-hmm. That opener 
just wow <laughs> the song the everything about it just i forgot about show openers like that where they're like waving to the camera like this is normal <laughs> i mean it ate up like 90 seconds of every episode of only an episode that's only 22 minutes anyway <laughs> yes how much money did they spend to create the uh, the opener? And where were they? Where is that? Is that a real place? I know they're roller coasters, Bill, but the last shot, it looks like the ocean is coming like like coming up within like feet of the bottom of the roller coaster. I'm like, this can't be safe. Like the beach erodes. The, the roller coaster is going to fall into the ocean. Or maybe it's a great lake if they're where's Wisconsin? <laughs> I don't know. Now, here's the question. When Cody, when the roller coaster collapses and sends Cody <laughs> flying through the air into the water, is he going to say dude or cha? <laughs> okay. Speaking of Cody. Okay. So the second yes. episode that you sent me to watch is the second season. The first one was the first season. By the way, there's seven seasons of this show. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not watch it that long. Okay. So... JT and Cody are going to go on a double date with these sisters who are, like, notoriously promiscuous, okay? And JT's very excited about this. And And just to recap, Cody's, like, 32. (laughs) Not in the show, he's not. Okay. And, um... And uh, so they get to, they go to a movie and then they go back to the diner where Dana and Karen work. This like 50s diner. And the sisters are, (laughs) the promiscuous sisters, like offer for them to come back to their house because their parents aren't home. And then they leave, I guess, maybe to go to the bathroom. And Cody's like, I'm not going because he wants to save himself for... A righteous dudette. (laughs) (laughs) And JT gets super mad at him. But Cody just leaves before the girls get back. And, uh, yeah, this whole premise of this, like, mainstream TV episode is, like, about saving yourself. Which, uh, yeah, it was wild. Okay, fair to point out at this point, the person who Cody is saving himself for, he's related to. No. (laughs) And they never say, like, they're saving themselves for marriage. They don't take it that far. They always talk about saving themselves for true love. So I think that's kind Mm -hmm. of how they, like, worked around the whole religious, like, aspect of it. But... Didn't they play the Didn't they play the scream track when he said that to like give it some heat? I don't. When he was like, "I was saving myself for true love," <laughs> and then he was like, "Ah!" I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I think they did. I think they did. I... But then uh, the other, you know, each show has like basically two plot lines going at the same time, mm-hmm. like a, the main one and a side one. So the side plot of this episode that you said you haven't watched in a while is that Frank's cholesterol is really high and Carol's uh-huh. like trying to get him to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. But then like he comes downstairs 
in like the middle of the night to sneak food and he's in like just his tank top and boxers and I'm like there's no way this man's cholesterol is high he's like perfectly fit for a 50 something year old man but he was yeah <laughs> so did they have to pay royalties to the Cosby show for like totally stealing that plot right? point <laughs> right it's like a it's a standard standard line <laughs> So here's my question. What did Carol do to Frank? Like, what does she do to that man? Because he is like such a stammering, neurotic weirdo in that show. I don't... Why is it her fault? How do you know she, he wasn't like that before? Because they like they build his character up as like, oh, this is like a beer-drinking, uh-huh. red-blooded, you know, alpha, man, a good old American boy right here. Well, maybe uh, it's... You know, with his with his three kids and the kids are all you know yeah like the girl's a tomboy and uh-huh. um it was it was the whack like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it did him in <laughs> the, <laughs> when i when i see like when i watch an episode and i see frankie it's like all i can all i can hear is Jeff Goldblum. It's like he watched tapes of Jeff Goldblum acting and was like, that's how I'm going to play Frank. Yeah. Because he's I just. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think I'm going to watch anymore, even though I have access to all seven seasons. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple more, there's a couple more uh, plot arcs where they just, they, they found out that, Sasha Mitchell knew how to do martial arts uh-huh. and they would they would shoehorn that into episodes like <laughs> just at the, most, the strangest places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like at various times he has to rescue like the members of the family from bullies and it just just randomly pulls out his martial <laughs> arts and defeats someone. He's got to do something with all his energy, right? Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite ones is I think I talked about this before, but like Dana's about to get raped or something by some guy, and like Cody, like isn't that the kicks... episode in the bar? No, it's a different one. Oh, Dana, she's... she's not she's not making good choices. <laughs> she's not. She's frequently in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and Cody like kicks through a, a vending machine <laughs> to save her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty special. Yes. So, all right, I got to go back to the to the first one just for a second. Okay. The bar fight. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Frank's uh, white kid dad shoes? <laughs> <laughs> the combination of tight jeans and white kids. Were they kids? They were like white New Balance. <laughs> no, they might have been. I didn't I just, really they're... notice. It was a pretty standard dad costume in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he had the dad jacket i mean yeah yeah <laughs> nothing really stood out all of carol's clothes stand out to me because she's like the sexy mom but his stuff is he's yeah, pretty I, I mean you know suzanne summers yeah. <laughs> yeah um it's like when i was 12 and i'm watching that show i thought cody was the funniest person in the world uh, other than Jim Carrey. Yeah, I can see like, that. I, <laughs> everything I he did in that show. So I 
their sense of humor is in a different place. <laughs> Everything he did, like, is just pitch perfect to a 12-year-old. <laughs> you were the demographic. <laughs> I was, I was, I was. And he's still entertaining to watch, but it's it's a little much mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little much. Like, just take it down just a little bit, Cody. <laughs> All right, so here's the question okay. for the, from the second from the second episode. All right, I got to phrase this carefully. Who would you rather go on a date with, JT or Cody? Cody, hands down. Okay. Yeah. JT. Is... I mean, obviously he's. I'm not a height person, like, <laughs> but he's really small. He's, like, really small. I would have been taller than him, for sure. Okay. Carries himself like a much bigger man. The, the hair. The, every... the mully. <laughs> it's too much. I couldn't... No. No. This is not my type in any way. <laughs> well, you know Cody's going to respect you. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be safe because mm-hmm. he'll bust out the martial arts. Yes, if I accidentally get in a scary situation, you just there's just gonna be a lot of uh, you just gotta maybe wear some headphones for the date because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's gonna be talking about Dana the whole time. And it's like, Cody, like who's that? Is that your cousin? Like what? What's? I don't think you can marry your cousin. <laughs> I didn't really get, I, I remember that kind of running through the show, but I didn't really get that from those two episodes that I watched about how obsessed he was with her. Yeah. Can we say maybe that plot line gets altered a little bit if that show gets made in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this uh, 32-year-old man is, is in love with his 16-year-old cousin. <laughs> What can we do with this, guys? <laughs> Different times. <laughs> Different things were acceptable. Like you could write characters who were saving themselves. Part of the part of the grand tradition of like the the goofball, uh, like family sitcom mm-hmm. character, you could say that if from that era, like Kimmy Gibbler probably started it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which Kimmy Gibbler. Not not terribly funny on that show, but she did give Uncle Jesse, uh, you know, somebody to spar mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of gave way to. You remember Waldo Geraldo Faldo from Family Matters? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Probably we'll if I saw it. <laughs> That's fine. We'll edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> The royal we. <laughs> oh, it's like the, the corporate we, man. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, we enter the arena. Yes. Tied one to one, Mrs. Haas. <laughs> okay. In our ongoing FSBT showdown series. Yes. Ooh. This is gonna. It's not gonna. I, not going to be the end of it, I don't believe. No. But it would be the it would be the tiebreaker for now, for now to see 
which one of us yes. uh, goes up okay. in the series. Okay. Uh, we're not simply doing dads. Mm-hmm. We expanded this to make it even more interesting. This is going to be the father figure. Yes. <laughs> draft. Okay. Meaning not everyone on this list is a father. Uh-huh. Uh, but they all have father-ish tendencies and uh, or <laughs> fatherly. Okay, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's getting chippy already. Okay. Okay, so first of all, we have to take a slight detour uh, and go down, um, do an honorable mention here. Okay. Quick montage uh, in the sex offender wing of. <laughs> fatherhood uh bill cosby Mm -hmm. not gonna be in the uh yeah not gonna be in the draft sorry bill um the dad from seventh heaven (laughs) oh my also not going to be in the draft i would have Uh, not picked him either way (laughs) morgan freeman a lot of uh fatherly (laughs) fatherly characteristics Got his degree from Woody Allen University. Oh, gross. Yep. Okay. All right. So those guys are not on our board. Yep. All right. So um, feel free to pick nits with the selection, uh, the field Everybody that we have. Everybody always does. How could you not yeah. include? Yeah, just do it. We love it when you guys do that. <laughs> We love creating this free content and having it picked out. <laughs> All right, so quickly let's run down the list. We have an expanded field. We got 16 instead of 12, like the last one we did. Okay, I was All thinking right. this seemed like a lot. Okay. Yeah, okay, so let's. Uh, I'll just list them real quick, and then we'll go ahead and start. Yeah, you might have to give uh, me a... Um, I think... Okay, go ahead. There's. Mm. I don't really know a lot about... Um, the guy from uh i can't even think of it now so just tell just list them and then i'll tell you which one i need help on <laughs> okay so uh in no particular order uh we have pa ingles little house on the prairie yes that was that was my suggestion yeah uh solid solid entry here Somewhat controversial pick. We have Homer Simpson. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later. Man of the people. Uh, you know, maybe not the classical dad qualities, but <laughs> again, we'll get there. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. What do you do with Mr. Rogers? Well, he has a lot of the qualities you would want in a father. Uh, fair to say he uh, had a hand in raising a lot of America's children. Yes. Um, okay mr rogers titan of entertainment Mm. in the draft all right so we have the uh the policeman from every 80s and 90s show and movie (laughs) carl winslow carl winslow (laughs) um we have hank hill that's who i don't really know anything about i've never watched king of the hill okay uh i'm sorry I don't know why you wouldn't watch the greatest television show of all time. Okay. But I'm just assuming, assuming you're just saving it for you know a special time well, in your life. I but okay. only have 
20 seasons left of SVU and then I can move on to King of the Hill. (laughs) 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 I'm not even making any jokes. I'm just moving on. Okay. All right. uh, We have Sheriff Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffiths show. Okay. We have Shredder James Avery from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did you know that? Did you know he was the voice of Shredder? No, I did not. Yes, he is the voice of Shredder from the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, from the cartoon. Uh, Okay. Yeah, from the cartoon. A little bit of a dark horse. We're going to throw an oddball in here. I put Bob Ross in the father figure showdown. What a voice. Mm -hmm. What a calm demeanor. Mm -hmm. The OG ASMR. Okay, moving on. <laughs> that was a lot of letters for a joke. It was. I was. I was thinking about dropping the WAP in there too, but it just. <laughs> we have uh, sitcom dad of the '90s, Tim Taylor, father of three boys. Mm-hmm. He's in there. Mm-hmm. We have uh, not not typically viewed as a sitcom dad, but. Uh, you know, functioned in a lot of ways as a father on the show. Mm-hmm. Ron Swanson, yes, definitely a father figure to Andy. One of my one of my favorite interactions on that show was Ron and <laughs> mm-hmm. Andy. We have uh, Danny Haas's number one pick, <laughs> Mufasa. I'm gonna have to dig in with that later and ask him about that. <laughs> I mean, I got some questions about Mufasa's parenting chops. Um, <laughs> He showed up at the right time at the Elephant Graveyard, but I mean, he's, he, you know, he wasn't batting a thousand. He made some <laughs> mistakes. Uh, the de facto father on the show Saved by the Bell. We're going to put Mr. Belding mm-hmm. in here. That's a good, a good Mr. entry. Belding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very curious to see what happens with this, but uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, on the phone and pointing a gun at Danny Tanner as he should. <laughs> That's just how the the grid lines up on the pictures. Um, Liam Neeson from the movie Taken. I think his name is Brian yes. in the movie, yes. but it's one of those things where like you don't really need to know his name. You don't need to know anything <laughs> about that movie. It's just <laughs> Liam Neeson is angry dad. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's coming to get his daughter back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's in here, Danny Tanner. Bob Saget. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I feel like nah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna save, save it, it for him. Darth Vader. <laughs> the dark horse. <laughs> the boar. Yes. Uh, probably the loudest of the entrants. Uh, definitely one of the more annoying ones. Is uh, Nemo's dad? Do we even know his? His name? What's Nemo's dad's Marvin, name? Marvin, right? I did not even. I did not even know that. I'm pretty sure it's Marvin. Okay, I'll let you check on that. Okay. Um. But yeah, he needs to take it down just a, just a notch there, Marv. Marlin. 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 Oh, that makes more sense than Marvin. <laughs> well, I said Marvin. <laughs> yes. Not Martin, but it's Marlin. Okay. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. I think it's my turn to pick first again. Right? 
Mm, yeah, I think I took K- Kelly Kapowski number one mm-hmm. last time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you get number one, mm-hmm. and then I get number two and number three. All right. Are we ready? <sighs> uh, did you pick ahead of time, or are you doing this on the fly? I'm doing it on the fly. Okay. What about you? Totally Do you have a list? No. Okay. Come on. Are you now? Listen. Are you going sentimental, or are you trying to win? Uh, <laughs> maybe a combination of those two things. Okay. <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay. Number one pick. I'm gonna go with Mr. Rogers. Okay. I think that he is just so gentle and sees children as humans and not just, and as children and not just like miniature adults that should have it all together in miniature form. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just a really strong sweater game. (laughs) <laughs> he's just so gentle <laughs> I just I'm not gonna keep talking <laughs> <laughs> what uh, let's just say theoretically uh, sometimes Mr. Rogers uh, makes an appearance in my marriage we've had this conversation i think we have yeah, when okay, danny sorry. Yeah. no when danny was a guest with me and what how did it come up i don't remember you did an impression for sure okay of mr right. rogers in bed or something <laughs> so that sounds like something i would do yeah. and then forget about and not remember <laughs> So we can move on. Yes. Happy for you. All right. I'm a little surprised. <laughs> a little surprised you didn't take Pa Ingalls. It was between those two. And that's where I See, went with the like. I really like both of them, but I think more people are going to be drawn to Mr. Rogers. Hmm. So. Okay. See. See now. I'm knowing that ahead of time like i'm tempted to just take paw ankles i know just okay. to just to screw with you it's okay but i don't i don't know that i want to play that card yet i don't want to set off a a, a, a scorched earth scenario where <laughs> okay. we're just trying to screw the other person okay. i don't know uh, i don't know which one of these really speak to you so i don't think i can i mean maybe one or two so i don't think i can mm-hmm. really try to screw you over <laughs> okay i know that you don't want danny tanner <laughs> uh okay so i don't think this guy is probably the most popular uh but i'm a sucker for sentiment sentimentality okay i can't talk tonight um i'm gonna take liam neeson off the board number one okay okay (laughs) and the reason i'm taking him number one is just the sheer amount of dad power it's so strong coming out of him (laughs) the most complimentarian movie ever made (laughs) it is it is freaking dad porn (laughs) it is is you just get a bunch of dads and set them down in front of that and it's like 
what's going on in this movie well it's, it's Liam Neeson and his daughter's missing and he's just gonna go kill a bunch of guys and it's like we're in like we're all in <laughs> make two more <laughs> and I love the thing that these these movies do like where they take a guy with an accent and like they don't try to cover up the accent but they just give him an American name and it's like yeah you were you like they used to do this with Schwarzenegger like they just make him a cop and it's like where does German cop come from does he have his accent in this movie just keeps a little bit it, yeah yeah, yeah. So we're just like, why do you work for the CIA I was like <laughs> but uh yeah I, I'm, I'm taking Liam Neeson okay. because the body count is high and the magic of this movie is just you never feel bad for anybody he kills no I'm not at all. <laughs> a lot of times I do. Like a lot of times I do of like, you know, in, in action movies, it's like, well, you know, did all those people have mm-hmm. to die? But in, in Taken, it's like, hey, he's going for his daughter. Yeah. Like that pr- <laughs> Good choice. Sometimes I, I like to imagine Liam Neeson as a pastor <laughs> and just <laughs> like the kind of all, so I'll just be by myself and I'll. I'll be. I'll just start going into Liam Neeson as a pastor, like trying to give an altar call. So, all right, uh, board is still mine. Mm-hmm. I took one for myself. Now I'm gonna have to take one for the for the public. <laughs> and I am taking Homer Simpson. Okay. Off the board. Okay. Um, listen, I'm going to defend Homer Simpson a little bit. I have to He's tell clearly... you that I've never watched The Simpsons. Wow. Like, so are you saving The Simpsons and King of the Hill? <laughs> For like, after so my watch... 20 seasons of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm, I'll just speak to the... Uh, literally everyone else who has seen the simpsons i know (laughs) homer is a little bit of an underrated dad i mean he's clearly the butt of a lot of the jokes and that's where the humor comes from in the Mm -hmm. show but also like he he does have a heart like you always like you know that he always cares about his kids okay and he he tries to do the right thing even you know he's uh, not terribly intelligent and that's again that's where the jokes come from but he's a dedicated dad mm-hmm. and he works a job that he hates to take care of his family. And I think as, uh, you know, as we all age, we find meaning in things <laughs> like that. He's also the star of one of my favorite gifts. So <laughs> the walking backwards into the hedge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I- I'm taking home. Okay. Uh, Taking Homer off the board. So Liam Neeson and Homer. Okay. Which would make a great movie, by the way. If they were like, a buddy, co- a buddy were... cop movie. <laughs> yes. You write that fanfic. Okay. Uh, then I'm definitely going to take Pa Ingalls next. Okay. I mean, just, wow. What couldn't he do? He could do everything. He had to because it was. Make a son. Oh. <laughs> Can you relate to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 
Great dad. What did he do? No, it's fine. What was his job? Uh, in the in the books, he was he farmed, but in the show, he worked at the uh, the lumber mill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a carpenter type job. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about his seventies hair? Like the the Adam Driver, like I have huge ears and I'm trying to hide them with this shag. I've never noticed his ears. <laughs> so well no like michael landon's ears were fine i'm saying oh okay <laughs> the adam driver thing i i i mean the hair's perfect it goes great i mean he's not gonna have a crew cut how much would that take to maintain as a farmer in the what late 1700s i don't know when this show's supposed to take place 1800s? No, this shows. 19? I don't know. No, that's not. Okay. <laughs> you know what, Matthew? <laughs> what is it? The 1800s? It's like 1870s, 1880s. Oh, it's post Civil War. Okay. Yes. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. I got some questions about Polly Ingalls. Okay. That. That shanty that they, all the angles are crammed into, mm-hmm. really small. Mm-hmm. What is what is the intimacy window for the angles? I think that it's just like I don't know. They have to wait till the kids are asleep, but they're definitely still within hearing range. <laughs> they're like they're like, like four sleeping feet. under them with a curtain, right? There's like that's it. <laughs> yeah, and like then 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 they added the uh, then they added Albert, the boy, and then they they had Carrie. Mm-hmm. So I think at one point they had four kids in that little house. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you make it work. I mean, kids in those times yeah. also just had to be more aware, right? But you're assuming they didn't do the Lot's daughter move of like, we're just going to leave for a little bit. (laughs) Sorry. Call back to. (laughs) They had a barn too, right? Oh, they did have a barn. I didn't think about that. I forgot about Mm -hmm. that. They didn't have it at first though. Because, I mean, obviously they had to build a house first. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They did have a barn. I forgot about that. He has this, this little man cave out there where he'd go out there and take care of the horses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. build stuff by the uh, the light of his lantern. That could work. Yeah, it could. <laughs> uh, question answered. Thank you. That's all I needed. Okay. All right. Who do you have next? All right. Let's see who we got. Um. Hmm. I am going to take Bob Ross off the board. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I couldn't let you have Bob Ross and Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, that's just that's just too much. Like, that's just too much chill vibes <laughs> for one team. Okay. Um. How? I mean. How great would Bob Ross be when you made a mistake as a kid? It'd be incredible. Just like, It'd be incredible. Let's just turn this into something else. 
He's like, oh, Which is exactly think, what do I do it? with my kids. <laughs> well, okay, this is my. Let's see if I can do Bob Ross's voice. You just like royally screwed something up, okay. and then Dad, Dad Bob Ross walks in with his with his big permafro, like scraping the like the top and sides of the doorway as he walks in <laughs> with those like super tight jeans, and he says, "Well." See, you didn't mess anything up. That's just a happy little surprise. <laughs> um, we think that's how he was. But what if, like in real life, Bob Ross was just like, oh, these effing kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think that was real. I think that was who he really was. I think so. Um, I read some. I read some stuff about him that he was a drill instructor before he became a painter, and he got so tired of yelling at people, he just decided that I'm never going to raise my voice again. Okay. And apparently, apparently didn't until the day he died. Okay. So, He's buried in Orlando. Fantastic. About thirty minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. Underneath I've, a happy little I've tree. I've been to his grave. <laughs> <laughs> That was a horrible joke. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take uh, Carl Winslow off the board. Okay. Uh, mainly for Danny because he's one of Danny's picks, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take him since I didn't get Bob Ross. Carl was a good dad. He was. He, he was, was a good dad. I remember lots of heart to hearts on uh, Family Matters with his kids so yes i mean that was that was like every show basically but i I read an incredible hot take about him that that basically said he was the same character in like all all the movies that he appeared in appeared in as a policeman Uh that like that he was the same person like in every single movie yes and like in Die Hard, <laughs> when he's talking about how traumatized he was when he accidentally shot that boy, mm-hmm. the the piece I read, I think it was on Cracked or something, it it said by the time he got to Family Matters, he was so tortured by the memory of killing that boy that Steve wasn't in fact real. That Steve was just oh. a projection <laughs> I can't of his this sort of thing. <laughs> Steve wasn't real. Steve was a projection of the boy he killed as a cop earlier in his career. And that's why, like, he could never get rid of Steve. Like, he never told, like, he would tell Steve to go home, but, like, he'd never make Steve leave because he couldn't. Because Steve was just, like, a ghost that only he could see. (laughs) It's like that piece about the alternate universe where the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain. No. I have no interest in that sort of thing. Or like the uh, like the genie movie that Sinbad was in that like all these people have memories of, but there was apparently never he was never in a genie movie. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes, he oh, wait was. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing something in my head. <laughs> Wasn't he in Kazam or something? No, that was Shaq. Okay. Yes, that was Shaq. Uh, 
this is a real thing. Like this is there's like Reddit pages devoted to this of like all these people who think Sinbad was in a genie movie and they swear like they can construct the like the cover of the VHS tape and everything and there's no Sinbad movie. Like Sinbad has actually come out and said, "Dude, I was never in a genie That's movie." That's so weird. Has somebody tried to like recreate the cover as they see it cuz I would want to see that. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Okay, we should get back to this very big dad board <laughs> that we've only gotten a fourth of the way through. We can talk about uh, mine, yeah. mine f conspiracy theories later. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear Danny weigh in on this too. The, okay. The conspiracy of this. Um, <laughs> okay. Just on like sheer like dad skills, I'm gonna go ahead and take Andy Taylor off the okay. board. Uh, <sighs> just one of these one of these dads that I mean he would get annoyed, but like he would never really get mad at Opie. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of warmth. Um, I think after his wife died, like he like opened himself up to be more of a nurturer, mm. which is just like next level dad skills. When you realize that, Hey, my kid isn't getting everything he needs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put a few more clubs in the golf bag here. Okay. Like I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stretch myself a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, do some things for my kid that I wouldn't normally do. Mm. That's a good, a good sell <laughs> on your pick. <laughs> and really, can we say like best case scenario for American law enforcement <laughs> is and Sheriff Andy Taylor? Yes. Just you know, he's he's a peacekeeper mm-hmm. wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't doesn't go in charging with a gun. He just walks around and gets to know everybody and you know imagine that he's a peacekeeper mm-hmm. he's not a soldier mm-hmm. all right okay I, I think i think i sold that you one it's, it's, your, it's your turn <laughs> i'm gonna now. vote for you <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh i'm gonna go with mr belding oh okay I know he's not a dad, but the dad figure in the show and just the the amount of different types of people he had to relate to and, like, guide. It was a lot as a principal. Yes. And he did an okay job. Maybe he really maybe did. a little lax on the dress code, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But just, yeah, he was good to all of them. So Zach, especially, yeah. he was he is exactly what Zach needed. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like they they sort of kneecapped him a little bit with just some truly horrendous writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like building was they the jokes they gave him were so bad. They weren't they weren't funny as a kid, and they're even less funny now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There there was no Cody there was no Cody effect where it was like it was funny as mm-hmm. a kid. Like it was never funny. Mm-hmm. Like he was never f- funny on that show. 
Um, but like, I think the thing that made that work was that you got the sense that he really did care mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Zach. You know, he wasn't just, he was, they, it could have gone a different way and he could have just been like the, the adversary mm-hmm. when I think what gave the show some weight was like, he really did want Zach to succeed. Right. Yeah. Uh, but good pick. Thank good you. choice. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I'm taking him off the board because I just love him so much. Uh, not really classical dad material, but I'm taking Ron Swanson off the board. <laughs> um, again, my favorite interactions in the show are uh, Ron Swanson with Andy. Yeah. I love it when he, I love when he calls Andy son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not the the guy you want with little kids, <laughs> uh, as as we see a couple of times throughout the series, because mm-hmm. um, he definitely doesn't have the. He could take some lessons from from Andy Taylor of how to be warm mm-hmm. and, and affectionate with each other. I don't, I don't think he knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you've got somebody who's already a young adult, uh, man, Ron, Ron Swanson's a great yeah. guy to just teach them about responsibility and how to work with your hands and mm-hmm. you know don't blame other people um, i love that desk that he makes for himself when he has to <laughs> whatever he's doing it's just so good i can relate to that <laughs> mm. <laughs> what about the what about the circular desk that's that chris I'm, makes him sit that's in that's what i'm talking about the circular desk oh I thought you were talking about something else. No, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his personal hell. <laughs> okay. All right. It's getting it's, it's getting, getting it's getting down skinny. to it. Getting down to it. Um You know what? I'm going to take Tim Taylor. Wow! I didn't think you were going to take him. I mean, he was a good dad. He really was. Danny's like, Danny said he would be his last pick is just because he was so over the top with like the stereotypical masculinity and, you know, the fixing things and the cars and the sports and all that. Mm. But, I mean... He was a good dad to his boys, and he taught them stuff, and yeah, he was kind of dumb, but. <laughs> I think I think he was a great boy dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think obviously he would have struggled a little bit with girls because it's a different skill set in some ways, but great boy dad, because when you got just a bunch of boys like that, you got to be high energy. Uh-huh. You know, you got to be a little bit zany, yeah. <laughs> um, just to kind of keep things keep things light, yeah. And uh, you know, I think he he's just he was perfectly suited mm-hmm. to to have a bunch of boys, yeah. And I mean, and uh, obviously a supportive husband because I'm sure he was making good money on his TV show, but his wife still had a career, and yeah, they were. I liked mm-hmm. them as a family. I always felt like they they downplayed the potential tension 
bet- of of the wife and the fact that he had a tool girl on the show. <laughs> I, I don't know how that would have gone Is that if Pamela I had Anderson a, a, for the early seasons. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the nineties, they were uh, wild. Uh, <laughs> they were a special time. <laughs> well, maybe having Al Borland there with him kind of counteracted the effect of. What's your what's what's your opinion on Al? Uh, I don't know. Like, just <laughs> very loyal, okay. but not very interesting. Well, now you're clearly just talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. Okay, Al and Tim are both single. You have. Why are you doing this? A to sister. Me? Okay. You have a sister. You have a sister who is single. Who do you set your sister up with? Tim Is it my actual Al? sister who's my sister now? <laughs> or just like... <laughs> or just a friend. Anyway, you're setting somebody up. Like, who would it... Somebody that you care about, would you rather them date Tim or I Al? I don't know. It would highly depend on their personality, right? They're so different. <laughs> Okay, so you took uh, Tim Tim Taylor off the board. I'm going to take Uncle Phil off the board. (laughs) Um, A tricky one. He's a a little bit of a tricky one. Because in a lot of the interactions, he, he comes off kind of, not douchey, but little, little prickish. Um a little, little bit of an elitist a <laughs> little bit um sometimes it's not totally clear how much he cares mm-hmm. for will in particular um very achievement driven mm-hmm. but then there's a then there's like a, a different gear he has when it hits the fan mm-hmm. and when they really when his kids or will really need him emotionally it's like he's one thousand percent there mm-hmm. like in that moment with them. Right. Um, thinking about the, oh, Phil, why he don't want me <laughs> scene. <laughs> and uh, just this a great moment when Uncle Phil just reaches out and just grabs mm-hmm. Will and just like pulls him in for the yeah. hug at that point. Like just a, such a killer scene right there. Mm-hmm. Oh. And probably the achievement like drive is is played up too because they're like a successful black family and they want that for their kids too Mm -hmm. because they know that you know or how whatever they can't whatever their backstory was like things being stacked against them or whatever so like they want to maintain that what they've achieved for themselves they want their kids to achieve also but it feels like the stakes are higher Mm mm-hmm and I, I mean, <laughs> two of the three seem to be on the track to making it. <laughs> Carlton and Ashley seem like they're doing okay. <laughs> seem relatively well adjusted. And uh, I mean, he took Will in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that 
sure he had at least some kind of say in that. <laughs> I don't think they would have sent him across the country without at least asking. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'll take Uncle okay. Phil. Plus, he was Shredder, so. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take Marlin. All right, thank you so Marlin much. Marlin is annoying, but he went across the whole ocean to find his son. He did. He did. And, I mean, that has to make up for his personality deficiencies, right? Just, yeah. He faced all his fears and traumas and went to find his son. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a fighter. You he's can't just, really blame he's... him for how he is, right? Because of what happens in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, he's just, I mean, Nemo's going to snap at some point. <laughs> That's in the third, Listen, the third movie. I, I grew up in the homeschool movement. I, I know what happens when you, when you smother a kid. <laughs> you smother him and you try to keep him from sinning. And then by age 24, he's driving around with a coexist sticker on the back of his hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> and tweeting with the hashtag exvangelical. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> All right. We have. All right. You play. We have four left. Right? You played nice. Yeah. You played nice taking Marlon off the board for me. So I'm going to take the one that you have no idea about. I'm just going to take Hank <laughs> Hill you. off the board. Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen you pick him and try to talk about him despite never seeing the show. <laughs> Is, does he say, dang it, Bobby? He does. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. <laughs> um, Hank Hill, not terribly warm uh, or affectionate with Bobby. Uh, in his defense, though, Bobby's kind of a lump. <laughs> I mean, Bobby's <laughs> Bobby is uh, not terribly motivated to do really anything. So I'm sure there's a lot of inner turmoil there for Hank of... <laughs> What did I do wrong? <laughs> but it's it's always Is clear it just that the he, one he, child, the one animated child. Yeah, we'll see. Here. The problem is is Hank uh, has a medical condition. Uh, he has a narrow urethra, and so I believe they were only allow or only able to conceive once. Okay. Did you say narrow? Okay. Mm-hmm. It also kept him out of military service. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to know anything else about that. <laughs> uh, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Uh, but Hank, is he's got a lot of dad skills. You, you know, he's... When Bobby finally hits puberty at some point and, uh, you know, comes out of his room a little bit... <laughs> Maybe starts talking to a girl or two. I think Hank is going to be there for some for some father son talks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I got Hank. All right. Um, I'll take Mufasa. <laughs> Just that way, we both have two animated characters in our in our teams. 
I mean, Mufasa sacrificed his life for his son, so. He did. (laughs) (laughs) How do do we grade, how does Mufasa grade out as a dad, though? So you've got the, you've got the the sacrifice on the plus side. You've got a sacrifice. He shows up at the elephant graveyard Mm -hmm. in the nick of time to save him from the hyenas. Mm -hmm. Danny does a great Um, Mufasa impersonation. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record it. <laughs> what does he say? What does he, he says say? He deliberately disobeyed me. He he does it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> does he do it to your children? Oh yeah. Okay, outstanding. Okay, also not maybe the best judge of character, keeping Scar around. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also making the bird in charge of stuff. I mean, what's the bird gonna do? Squawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's pretty. He doesn't even have thumbs. <laughs> yeah, but he is like laying the groundwork to teach his son how to be a responsible ruler. So that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching him the life lessons and all that. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's a it's a mixed performance for Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, it's uh not totally good, not totally bad, but well, that's um, why we're in our last. <laughs> He's at the bottom of our <laughs> list. We're we're struggling now to find the good things to say. We are struggling. <laughs> um, so uh, down to the classic conundrum uh-huh. here: Dan- Danny Tanner or Darth <laughs> Vader. <laughs> You know, they both uh, choke people to death. Uh, Darth Vader does it literally. <laughs> Danny Tanner does it with his obsession for cleanliness and bad jokes. <laughs> I forgot about his cleanliness um, obsession. Yeah, what what kind of stuff is he hiding? Like, what is that? All, what's that all about? And do we buy that this guy is like a star of local television with his own morning show? Yeah. Using whose charisma? Like who is loaning them? Who is loaning him a personality before he goes on the air? Okay. So are you choosing Darth Vader for last? I am. I'm choosing. I'm choosing Darth Vader. Okay. I mean. We just watched the end of. Which one is the last one? (laughs) Return, well, the of, the, last. The Return last, of the Jedi? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We just watched the end of that uh, last weekend with the kids because we got Georgia a little green lightsaber at Walmart. And so we wanted to watch the fight scenes and reenact them. And so we had it on. <laughs> just a fantastic arc. Fantastic redemption mm-hmm. arc. You only get about 20 seconds of him being a good dad, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, that twenty seconds is still enough to push him over Danny Tanner, who, <laughs> who, by the way, just good luck talking about Danny Tanner. Oh. I'm I'm done with Darth Vader. Okay, it's it's you. You're left okay. with okay. Danny, Danny Tanner was left as a widower with three, three or there's three right, three daughters, mm-hmm. and so I mean. What? How? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel... we assume he's a widower. Do we? Maybe she just got sick of it and just oh left. Oh my gosh! Stop it! 
Stop it. It's awful. It <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not a as weirdo. Awful as Danny. He's a weirdo. But, I mean. How, how bad do you have to be <laughs> that the single man who spends every day putting his hand up a puppet and making woodchuck voices <laughs> is not even the strangest person in that house. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel that way. Joey was definitely the weirdest. Okay. <laughs> it's all weird. It's all a weird situation. Yeah. I mean, Jesse, I mean, like Jesse should have been out of that house mm-hmm. as soon as they got settled. Mm-hmm. Like there was no reason for him to stay there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's the rent like in San Francisco? <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, um, we have set the teams now. Um, <laughs> I think it's, I, I think it could be pretty even this time. Yeah, I don't know who I'm leaning towards now. Like after the after the first one, I, I figured you would mm-hmm. win I after I looked at how the teams uh-huh. stacked up. And then we I, knew you were I, gonna win the second one. Yeah. So Team Casey is Mr. Rogers, Pa Ingles, Carl Winslow, Mr. Belding, Tim Taylor, Marlon the Fish, Mufasa the Lion, and Danny Tanner. <laughs> Team Matthew is Liam Neeson, Homer Simpson, Bob Ross, Andy Taylor, Ron Swanson, Uncle Phil. Hank Hill and Darth Vader. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's like a that's a toss up. It to really me. is. <laughs> I mean, Mister Rogers is pretty powerful, mm-hmm. but then like Homer Simpson is popular, yeah. so I don't know. Like I really don't know. And Bob Ross. Yeah. So, all right. So this is what we're doing. Um, when the. The episode when we put this out, we will tweet out the uh, the poll that you can come and, and vote on, and we'll leave that up for about a week. And next episode, we'll talk about who won and who's taking the lead in the yes. showdown. So check it out on our Twitter account, and for the love of everything that is holy, follow <laughs> at Middle Casey on Twitter. So she will stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing, you will follow Middle Casey on Twitter, or I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Actually, I, we can we don't have to include this, because it's stupid, but I like to imagine like Liam Neeson is a pastor, and he's just swearing <laughs> at the congregation. I would go to that church. <laughs> Maybe not. You better get your asses out of that pew. Get your ass out and get down here and get right with the Lord. <laughs> Some weird mix you think of he doesn't see. Southern Baptist and Lutheran. Oh. Oh. Gross. sense danger. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
where did I learn that? 